Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Find Your Model Health podcast, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I'm Shemaine Linney. I'm fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, nutritional therapist, and biohacker. And I'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. And I really am, because time is precious. And I really do recognize and appreciate that you spend a piece of your day with me. And I hope it's worth it. I hope you actually learn stuff. I hope you take away information that you can actively implement into your lifestyle and that it actually makes a difference. So hopefully you'll learn something good in this episode too. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So earlier on this week, we looked at histamine and histamine issues. And I mentioned in that episode that maybe two years ago, I had done an original histamine podcast episode to introduce people to histamine. So that also has a lot of valuable information. If you have time, go back and check that out. But we're sticking on this topic of histamine again today. And I have been doing several posts over on my Facebook page. Uh, There is an infograph on a mini assessment, symptoms, uh, supplements that help with histamine. But today I want to look at how histamine plays a part in your menstrual cycle, especially those maybe seven to 10 days before your bleed where we would have what we call PMS, because histamine plays actually quite a significant part in the menstrual cycle and can really influence your experience and how you feel. Just a quick refresher. So histamine is an amine that gets released from immune cells, specifically the mast cells and basophils, whenever there's some sort of perceived stress or threat or invader in the body. The body will release histamine as part of a protective mechanism, and you can experience lots of different symptoms like skin issues, urticaria, congestion, runny nose, um, itchy rashes, even hives, diarrhea, nausea, travel sickness is a big one for um, histamine, which I mentioned in the last episode, something I deal with and have since a kid. I hate travel sickness. It's horrible. It can make or break my day. Um, But once I started researching into the histamine aspect, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it, because I have a lot of the other symptoms, sensitivity to strong smells, making me nauseous or irritable or giving me a headache, um, brain fog, tinnitus is connected with histamine issues as well. There's so much, but when it comes to the menstrual cycle, histamine plays a big part in the menstrual cycle, including in ov- ovulation, libido, um, which is why estrogen increases libido and antihistamines decrease it. And there's even some research out there saying or showing that antihistamines can 
um, potentially affect fertility and in some cases completely um, eliminate fertility, which is scary when you come to think of it, especially with the environment we live in nowadays. So histamine is a it's it's not all bad, like I mentioned in the last episode. Histamine is very important. It's both good and bad, just like cortisol. Histamine is a stimulating neurotransmitter as well. So it's not just part of the immune response. It plays lots of different parts in the body, right down to the bells. But because it's a stimulating neurotransmitter, it affects the brain. And this goes up and down with the menstrual cycle because histamine is influenced by estrogen and progesterone. So this can influence, of course, your mood, irritability, insomnia, weepiness, breast tenderness, headaches, migraines, all of which we would consider to be typical symptoms of PMS, um, which makes sense if histamine rises and falls with estrogen. And histamine, I mentioned ovulation, histamine is highest just before ovulation, and then again, those seven to 10 days before the period. So they're very your hormones and histamine are very intricately entwined and this can be important to understand because I get a lot of questions about hormones and then people looking for help around their period as well because histamine can also influence the heaviness or the pain of a bleed as well through vasodilation and the inflammatory response um, so I, I get a lot of questions around this. And if we consider what the research says is true, that 80, potentially 90% of people have histamine issues, and we look at, okay, our histamine exposure nowadays, not just through our environment, through our food, then people's issues with detoxification and metabolizing histamine in the body. So breaking it down and actually getting it out of the body Lots and lots of people have issues with enzymes, they have issues with detoxification, they have issues with stress. This can all then impair your ability to get histamine out of the body. So now we look at, and excuse the noise in the background, we have maintenance guys that just decided to turn up, but histamine can really be playing a major part in many people's hormones when you kind of consider the context and that picture overall of what influences histamine and then what does histamine do in the body. And I get, I cannot tell you how many questions I get about hormones. And I've always said, like, look, if you want to start rebalancing hormones, sleep and sunshine, there first. Then we're looking at nutrition. And then this histamine part comes into the nutrition as well. Um, and supplements being included in that category too. So this is important. This is an important topic for people to understand. Again, especially if so many people, if, if even 80% of people out there have histamine issues, this is important to understand. So the first step um, for some people when they're looking at these severe premenstrual or PMS symptoms may be to try an over-the-counter antihistamine medication. 
um, and see if that helps. If it does, then you can transition into the natural antihistamines. I mean, not everyone's going to want to try over-the-counter antihistamines first to help with their PMS issues, but you can just go directly into the natural alternatives, which I'll list now in a minute. Um, but if it helps, if you try an antihistamine and it helps, that tells you that histamine is likely to be a primary driver of your PMS, like of your issues just before the period. Um, you also might have other symptoms like anxiety or mood symptoms just before ovulation when estrogen is high. Uh, headache or migraine that gets helped with antihistamines, which most people I don't think would consider an antihistamine to help with a migraine. But if you take an antihistamine when you have a migraine, like that kind of is your answer right there. Um, then you have dermatographia, which is the appearance of raised reddish marks after light scratching of your skin, kind of like a rash. If you have that, it or any sort of real rash around ovulation or pre-period, chances are there's histamine. Breast pain is highly correlated to histamine and mast cells because um, that inflammatory response that they elicit and the breast can be very, very sensitive too. And then period pain can be higher because histamine increases pain from the inflammatory response. So... If you try an antihistamine with these symptoms and it helps, you kind of have your answer there. But if you don't, then you obviously have to consider other um, factors like um, low progesterone, iodine deficiency, estrogen dominance, blood sugar issues. There could be other stuff going on there. So what we want to do to help you during this time either around ovulation or during PMS, where you may have these more exacerbated symptoms, we want to reduce that mast cell or that histamine response. So we're looking at reducing alcohol and dairy, as I mentioned in the first email, um, reduce other histamine-containing foods or foods that are high in histamine, like cheeses, avocado, fermented foods, even bone broth in some people. But like I mentioned in the episode at the air, at the start of the week, you'll know, you'll know if bone broth affects you, you'll know if these different foods affect you, you'll know if you get flushing or irritability from different foods. Um, then if you're not going to go with that over-the-counter antihistamine, you can look at histamine reducing supplements. Quercetin, quercetin being one of my favorite and I have a whole podcast episode on quercetin because it really is a rock star when it comes to um, being an anti-inflammatory and supporting the immune system quercetin is great then we have vitamin b6 like I mentioned during the week um, vitamin c can be great nac which is n-acetylcysteine um, you can take natural progesterone. I do like topical and I am hoping to get a progesterone specialist onto the podcast soon to really go into more depth on the amazing benefits of topical progesterone, especially for women and PMS, but also adrenaline and sleep issues. So um, if you'd like my recommendation on progesterone, feel free to reach out to me. 
um, but also you can so progesterone increases the DAO enzyme which we discussed in the first episode so you need DAO um, to break down histamine you can also get a DAO supplement too that will help clear the histamine and get it out of the body um, then magnesium can be helpful as well because magnesium is a catalyst too it'll help with enzyme activity it'll help with um, breaking down the histamine and the detoxification pathway so it really can help everything function better so there is a list on my facebook business page and I think on my Instagram page, Mains Model Health, that gives um, a full list that you can save of aids that can help with histamine. But around this time of ovulation and PMS, you really should be looking at these lower histamine foods and then helping your body break down histamine and get it out of the body. And some people have different genetic variants, like mentioned in the first episode earlier this week, that can influence how much in histamine is in the body and gets out of the body. But there's always something you can do. And like I said, if you want a straight up answer, if you experience any of these issues, anxiety, mood symptoms, headache or migraine around PMS, skin issues, breast pain, lots of period pain. If you take an antihistamine at that time, just an over-the-counter one, um, and your symptoms improve, then you have your answer right there. So PMS, your cycle overall can be highly influenced by histamine. Now, Considering the amount of people that have issues with their cycle and with hormones, and then considering that 80%, potentially 90% of people have histamine issues, this really could be a key player for many people. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always happy to answer questions. You can find me on my website, shemainsmodelhealth.com. Schmain's Model Health on Facebook and Instagram um, and also wherever you listen to the podcast like Spotify and a few other places have options to leave a comment and I'll get notified of that as well. If there's anyone that you think might find this helpful, your sister, your daughter, your sister-in-law, a friend that really struggles with PMS and hormone and cycle issues, please share this with them because I don't think this is well known enough when we look at hormones. When we look at hormones, we're usually straight going for the sleep aspect, the stress aspect, but we kind of forget about the histamine aspect. And if, if it was something as simple as this and reducing your histamine and taking an antihistamine food or supplement, like that could be a real game changer for people. That could literally change their lives that they're not experiencing horrific symptoms anymore. So please, if you know anyone that this might benefit, um, please share with them. Sharing is caring. And lastly, if you feel I deserve it on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on, if you could leave me stars, if they allow that on that platform or review, 
if you like what I put out, that would mean so much to me. And it really helps boost the affinity of the podcast and how many people I actually reach with information like this. I appreciate you all. I thank you for spending some of your day with me. Take care and I'll chat to you guys really, really soon. Bye-bye.